Hello, welcome, and possibly good evening as well. I am Paul, and I'm going to be hijacking this podcast from Andre today, and if you're wondering why, let me tell you. This is going to be the last of our special podcast we're doing, the Meet the McCrew, where basically we're um, giving you guys the, a little peek behind the curtain to what makes us tick. You know, the, the football season for 2023 is just around the corner, or maybe you've even already started. Hell, we're going to do it anyway. So we want you guys to know a little bit more about us, and that's what we've done. So we've already done one of these for the lovely Michael. And we've done one for me as well, you know, riveting stuff, absolutely riveting stuff. And so I guess that means the last one that we've got to do is going to be for Mr. Andre McCree. How are you doing there, Andre? Oh, dead on the inside, alive on the outside. The standards as always. <laughs> At least you're consistent. We were in Ottawa. That was like his um, response every time we went somewhere <laughs> and someone asked him how he was doing. He's nothing if not a consistent man, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's how I like to be. How I like to be. Oh, Michael, I'm gonna be a gentleman here, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you ask the first question. I'm gonna let you let you dive right into this one. Well, thanks, Paul. You are a gentleman <laughs> and a scholar. I'm Andre, how you doing? Hi, my name's Michael from FC Thirteen. Yeah, no, uh, we'll just jump right into it. You you have a weird... why is that the first time I've done that joke? <laughs> how is it? Uh, how is that the first time we've done uh, that joke? Original. I'm original, baby. Um, Andre, you are. Definitely the more unique one when it, out of us, I think, when it comes to your, your fandoms, because you don't have any family connections, you don't have any roots connected until, I mean, there is TFC, which you, you are close to, but the sport itself, it's not like it came from family, it's not like it came from, and that's something you got into when you were older as well, so explain to us what got you into the sport, and why do you have the teams you have, and I don't want to hear about the 20 teams you have, give me the two <laughs> top two, maybe three, we'll see. Because I know you have a lot, but... Let, let's go four. <laughs> well, starting in CONCACAF, then we'll go to Calma Ball, then we can go to, you know, UEFA, and then we can go to the AFC, Worldwide. and then... No. So, yeah, it, it was a weird thing for me, because I kind of... My family had some affiliation there. They were there, but they weren't fervent. You know, they were uh, a blue-collar family that, that really liked CFL. That was their big thing, and, and liked hockey, but... Sports were never really pushed, and I grew up kind of in a nerdy, nerdy sense where sports wasn't really for me. So then, 20, 2010 or the twenty two thousand six World Cup kind of went around. I was like, eh, you know, World Cup soccer, football, blah 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 blah. Didn't really think much, but I was like, you know what? Other people like it. I have friends who like it. I'll, I'll watch a little bit. Didn't really stick with me. Twenty ten rolled around. It got a little bit more, a little bit more like okay. This is, you know, really started to stick with me. I can see a lot of people. I'm, I'm going out. I'm going to bars. They have it on. I'm with I'm meeting new people, really extroverted, and they really got me into it. And then 2014 rolled around, and that was what kind of totally solidified it for me. And there's some family that we do have in Argentina, so I kind of was able to make a connection there and thinking, well, Canada's never going to be in the World Cup. You know, like, I can just safely assume that's my closest connection. And then that was became a, a total obsession for me. For my teams, it was a it was a weird scenario. Because TFC, I always viewed it as MLS is like a secondary league, which was really shitty of me to say, but it was kind of just how it was viewed. And especially in 2014, where they were, you know, up until that point, awful. Like the first time they CPL even, fans feel you right now. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And that's why it's given me a whole new respect for CPL because it's where they where they are and, and they they're going to get better. But yeah, it was like a bad feeling. And Arsenal was a scenario where I'm going to say it's going to sound shitty. But when I picked up my first FIFA game in like 2007, that was kind of like the first team there. And I was like, really 
liked guns sounds dumb, but then I kind of got into it and kind of really kind of fell for the players. And then the more I talked to people, the more they were like, you know, told me about the history and what it had and all the, the really like big years. And it was really, it was good. It was, it was a, it was like, okay, great. Well, we could be really good again and kind of held some hope. And then from there, I, I met a couple of Cheltenham fans actually online doing something. And it was, I think it was on a forum talking to them. I was like, I've never heard of this. I didn't know the, didn't know the system too well and in, in the lower league teams. And I, and I just kind of found them. I was like, Oh shit, they're actually on FIFA. And I played them a little bit and I was like, okay. But then I started watching and started getting involved and started getting involved with the communities. And they were really there. They were like ecstatic that there was a guy from Canada when they were in the national league. Now at that point had been relegated yeah. from league two. They were like, how, why the fuck are you like, why are it you even, make sense? Yeah. Like what, this doesn't make sense. Why are you even watching this at all? Like, have you been here? Like do you have family here? Like this doesn't make any sense. So it was, it was really cool. It was really, really inviting. And like, it was a great atmosphere and that kind of got me stuck. And then, from there on in, all my all my teams that I and I and I hate saying this like I just you know I have teams everywhere. Most of these come from my travels, going down to Mexico, meeting people there for Tampico Madero. They really took care of me, really supported me, kept me safe actually, and, and stopped me from getting completely murdered by uh, Club America fans. And I mean this legitimately because we couldn't even follow the the bus transports. We had to go through their entrance, and we got okay. stopped by some of the Barra Bravas, and when TFC was playing them, so they they stopped me from getting legitimately like. 30 on on like three getting my ass kicked and you know in japan when i was when i was there going to omiya some of those those ultras kind of picked me up took me around took me to some places and a lot of them came from just meeting the fans of these teams that welcomed me in and, and it, i opened my eyes to the world of of football that is is more than where you are and that if you have a, a team that you just want to go see and kind of somewhat support you can go find friends there They'll break, take, bring you to the bars. They'll bring you to the locations. They'll bring you to wherever you need to go. And it was, that was kind of a, a really eye opener for me. Yes, yeah. You happy, Michael? <laughs> well, I, was, I mean, I didn't really get my TFC answer, but yeah, I'm thrilled. TFC is a local club. So it's just, it was, it was just. It came fun. after Arsenal though? It came, it actually came after Arsenal. Okay. And, and it was, it was the trials and tribulations of it being God awful constantly that I was like this fan fandom and fervor doesn't stop like that was what that was what introduced me to the supporter side of it which kicked off everything yeah. everything else was just watching from abroad and thinking of the good days but being like we are fucking awful like this is an awful team but yet still there still showing yeah. up in droves i actually have to rejig my first question it was more along the lines of toronto forming but instead i want to ask you so you said toronto like they said they were really bad for a long time like they famously took a really long time to make the playoffs for the first time i think it was I want to say 2015, I think they first yep. made the playoffs. Yep. So I'm um, like, what did it mean to you in that um, 2017 season when they won the MLS Cup? So I, I had become, you know, I would go to the games in, in 2013, but I would sit in the sidelines. And then, you know, 2014 would roll around and I became really hooked. And I was like, I'm really going to get into it. And this is where the support's for, oh my God, like I need to be in the South End where the crazies and the ultras are. And, and then it got, you know, 2015 rolled around and he making the playoffs. And I was like, oh my God, like the, like the joy I feel 2016 making it into the final. It was like, Holy hell. I've never felt this level of nervousness and excitement and sorrow when we lost. I've just never, never really had that to that extent. Like Argentina losing in 2014 was awful, but like that was a blow. And then 2017 still feels like a fever dream. still feels like an absolute fever dream. I tattooed the TFC logo on my head. Cause it is, it is my number one. 
at the end of the day. I know I don't talk like that, but we've been kind of <laughs> shitty right now, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, like the day before the the title, the day before the the title game, I did it as like uh, have hope, have faith, and they won it. And I still have like clothing of finding burns from flares in that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> Nice, uh, so I like to hear. All right, oh, yeah. Cause, um, you got a little commemorative piece in your. Um, you got a little commemorative piece at home about it, don't you, Andre? I have. A, I have a nice bottle of wine that uh, very clearly states our 2017 MLS Cup win. I mean, there are other Canadian teams, Montreal, that would love to have something similar, but we'll never. <laughs> All right, so I won't. I won't take you away from the little bit of the bias Toronto we might see in this answer. <laughs> But because you do have so many other teams, you've been doing so many other leagues around the world, games. What is the best atmosphere that you've seen and witnessed? But if you want to give us a more of a creative approach, up to you. What is the best atmosphere that you saw that you didn't expect? Japan. Japan, yeah. But, like, bar none. So, Omiya is in the second division. So, when I went there and I was seeing them, they were in the playoff to get into promotion into the first division of the JV1. And I was still new to the J League. It was still like brand new to me. I'm a lot more experienced now, but I I didn't know the fervor of the fans make everyone else seem like just amateurs. I, this was second division in a smaller stadium and the entire stadium pretty much was jumping in unison. Even the away fans, the home fans, it, like there wasn't a single person that was jumping out of step. There wasn't a single song that was out of tune. There wasn't a single person there who wasn't giving it all. I, I just went there thinking this is a playoff. Uh, I get, it was against Tokyo Verde, which was kind of a rival in a sense, not their main one. It's a great name. Oh, it is. <laughs> they have some amazing names there. Um, amazing, amazing names, amazing teams. It's like, it's, it's a great league, great series of leagues to watch. And it was so impressive. It was like the flags were huge and massive. They were up in unison, down in unison, like, Go and watch it. If you can, just go watch some fan videos because when you know when you watch other videos and they're jumping and it looks like waves, yeah. it looks like a fucking seismic shock. <laughs> Everyone is jumping at the same time and coming down at the same time. Like a wave pill. Oh my God. It was incredible. And I, I was just just blown away. So blown away. And I had no idea what to expect there. Okay, so I'm going to ask you one more question. Just one more question before the break. It's very important. I need a quick answer from me. A quick answer is a good answer. Can you juggle? I can juggle one ball. See, <laughs> so can we do the two? I can do the, I can do, I can do the, the three like one time. Um, mm-hmm. And then they'll fall. But I, I can get away. I can get away with two. But fuck, I have no idea how to juggle. All right, Paul, hold up. Sorry. I, I, want, I want Andre to bring us to the ad break, but... You lived in Japan. You learned Japanese. Can you bring us to the ad break in Japanese? Uh oh, fuck. Possibly. Um, watashi wa doze manscape desu. Nope, no, I can't right now. Absolutely not. Know, was- Andre, I've seen our demographics. I'm pretty sure they believe if you said <laughs> that was right. Anyway, so here is the ad break in English. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> Attention, ladies with a lad or lads with nads. Lads, it's 2023. It's time to clean up those neck beards and keep the bush stashed away with your dad's old magazine collection from the 70s. 
We at FC13 are joined the next wave of the shaving revolution and would like to thank today's sponsor for the show, Manscaped, for their excellent quality, performance, pricing, and customer service. How do we know about said service, you ask? Well, after graciously sending us some products to try out and holding the products right here in my hands to talk about, I can now fully say I back both my boys and my beard with the Perfect Package 4.0 and the new Beard Hedger for beard trimming. Not only will the long-lasting battery life keep you looking clean consistently, but the waterproof technology on Manscaped devices allow for a quick and clean shave anywhere. Personally, I'm a big fan of the skin-safe technology on the lawnmower, really allowing you to get at any nooks and crannies without worry of slicing up sensitive parts or fire crotch from razor burn. With already being an owner of the Lawnmower 2.0 and Manscaped doubling me up, I'll never have to worry about cleaning up my neck and nads again. You won't ever have to worry about any more scrapes and cuts on your... Of course, this opportunity wouldn't be available without our amazing listeners, and you can now support the show and the safety of your skin by using code FC13 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Andre tried to teach me and Michael some Japanese there during the ad break, actually. We got, we got really fluent at it, but the problem was I started speaking again and I've lost it all. And I'm pretty sure I actually seen it go from one of Michael's ear and out of the other. So unfortunately, it has gone forever. But we did try. Anyway, so where were we, Michael? Uh, we're, we're getting into the more fun <laughs> personal questions. And uh, Andre, my first one for you is, is there anything that you really want to learn that you have not done yet? Fuck, that's a good one. Oh boy. You're welcome. Um, so I've got that that awful ADHD habit, and if anyone follows me on social media, they'll notice it, where my my general like favorite hobby is hobby collecting, um, where I'll get hyper-focused on one thing and buy the best thing I possibly can of it, and then learn it for two weeks and then never touch it again for six years. Same-sies. Yeah. So <laughs> if you can see the banjo behind me, that's a really good example. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's a scenario where I, I, I really big. I like I try everything once, you know, travel if you can. I know it's not it's a financial thing, but like travel, go to the ballet, try dancing, try fucking skating, try whatever. Um, I think. I think for me. One of the things I've really wanted to get into and try would be like maybe just racing, like not street racing necessarily, but just, you know, like track racing, tuning up cars. That's something like I've really gotten an F1 in the past year. That's something I think I really would love to to see and try. Go-karting is really fun. Go-karting is is, is really fun. It's only really Mm -hmm. fun if you're with people who take it seriously and don't try to spin everyone out or like slam into each other, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, go-karting is literally how they get started for F1, which is funny because you got all these wee eight-year-olds like in these go-karts <laughs> going like super fast. <laughs> they got to take it like super seriously, making a career out. It's got parents shouting them at the sideline. <laughs> and then there's me, a 30-plus-year-old man, going, Move it! <laughs> going, meow. That'd be me. So, I got a question. So, Andre, I'm... You're, you're pretty good at cooking. You know, for those who don't know, which would be probably everybody, like, um, Mike, Andre made me a really nice meal when I came to visit him. So my question is, what's what's what celebrity would you most likely would you most want to have dinner with, and what celebrity would you least want to have dinner with? Least. Ooh. 
Uh, the celebrity I'd probably most want to have dinner with is easily the lead singer of my favorite band, uh, Coheed and Cambria. So Claudio Sanchez. That's a good, that's a good answer. Yeah, he, he, that band is incredible. I've followed them for, since I was 14. Um, but the least, I, I mean, like, I hate even calling him a celebrity, but probably like Logan Paul or like, <laughs> or like, I was really expecting Trump. Or something. Or Pierce Morgan. I don't know. I wouldn't mind. I hate. I think Trump's a uh, cunt. It'd be an entertaining dinner. That's the I, thing. Logan Paul would just be completely insufferable. Yeah, because like I'd want to know. I'd want to know what Trump is like genuinely in person. Because I can be like, wow, you're <laughs> not only dumb on like in media, but you're dumb in person. But I, Logan, like someone that's just insufferable. Like I'm insufferable. So like, there's just I can't be around. It's just too much insufferable on the same table. That's good. That's good. Um, uh, you're also a pretty big gamer. What's your favorite console? Xbox, all the way. Xbox, the first Xbox. So my favorite, my favorite console is definitely like I have to say the Xbox Series. If I had to pick like a specific uh, console, like just one dead set, is probably going to be uh, the Sega Master System, old wow. one from from '87, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the first ones I had because my we grew up poor, so I didn't get any new things. I always got like the system behind and that was one of the ones I had that was like, I had the biggest game collection and like, so it's got the most nostalgia for me. Okay. So Gianni Infantino has stepped down and they need an interim president at FIFA for a week. So you are the president of FIFA for a week. And no matter what happens after that week, you're gone. So as far as you're concerned, you can do whatever you want for a week. And you know, the results are the same. You're going to get, fu- you're going to get canned. So you're in charge of FIFA for a, for a week. What are you gonna do? Uh, a two hundred and fifty national like team tournament for the World Cup. Every country just <laughs> one big giant World Cup table. And I single, love it because it's gonna get organized in a week. Single <laughs> single round elimination. No like one game knockout. No, yeah. yeah, no legs at all. Single round elimination. That's my one. We'll find it closer to the time if that goes into like evenly. Like if it's going to work out in a bracket, <laughs> we'll figure that out as we go along. Yeah, that would be the upsets that come. I, the that's, ups, uh... yeah, like you know, semifinals are Saint Martinique versus Germany. Like no, the problem is you're getting someone like Italy to play fucking Saint Martinique, and they'll be like, oh, we're gonna play like a fourth team for this one and actually lose. Yeah. That's, that's the the chaos that would ensue. But I can tell you right now, there would be the only reason why I would watch uh, Luxembourg versus Granada, like just to see. the hardcore shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, the most obscure food that you've ever tried. That would probably be. I'd, I'd say pig intestines is actually one of the most obscure okay. in, in a sense. Like there's some other weird shit I've tried, but like that one's the most obscure one that I think I've really enjoyed. Oh, it okay. is, it is actually, uh, especially certain Chinese cooking. Like it is, it's genuinely quite nice. And it's, uh, an eyebrow razor when I'll go to places and, and pick that out or order that. Cause they're like, you know what that is, right? I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know what it is though. Right. Like, you know where it's coming. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, uh, and you want it. Mm, yeah. Okay. okay. And then they'll come back around again and be like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. And they're like, okay. 
Okay, so I'm gonna ask one more, and then Michael, you can ask one more if you want. I'll let I'll let you like do the closer for this one if Thanks, you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh, you're welcome. So I'm gonna actually finish with one from si- Simon. If you could pick one dream derby to go and see in the world, which one would it be? And um, try and pick one you'd be a neutral for. Oh, I know that's hard. Fuck, <laughs> adding that makes things. I was like. Got it. Um, without being a neutral, Boca Juniors versus River Plate. I was going to say, that's everybody's answer, including mine. So that's why I was like, I thought I'd put that tidbit in yeah. there. Um, but like, I'd be going for Boca, so it's not a neutral. Um, <laughs> so, oh, you know what? I, I'd want to go for... Is, uh, as neutral as possible, because I feel like you can never be truly neutral when, when you watch a you game. You know what? I, I disagree. I definitely can be. I... I, I <laughs> I'd go for an old firm derby, actually. Because yeah. because again, like, you yeah. know, me me liking hearts, you know, and not being obsessed, you know, and having that that there's no hatred. I I don't have any animosity towards either teams. I have friends who like both sides. Uh it would be to me, I think one of the biggest ones, and I'd love to see something like that for a cup title where it's in a neutral zone. Where I got to see both sides at their absolute most vulnerable. See, I think they're best enjoyed when they're at either home end because the problem with Hamden is it's twenty five, it's fifty thousand, and you give it twenty thousand each, and um, the fans are quite a bit away from the stadium mm. because of their athletic track. Mm. It's not quite the same. Like when they're played at either Ibrox or Celtic Park now, there's such a small away allocation, which kind of sucks. But like you get a comp- absolute cauldron atmosphere. They happen like once in a blue moon. Like I think. There was a night game last season. It was the first night game in over a decade. But if you can, the best way to experience an old firm game is definitely a night game. There's nothing. There's nothing like it in Scottish football at all. Like not even European nights. I'd say. Uh, you know what? I would. I. I'll change it then. Because if that's the case, I'd love to see, um, one at home on each end. Because like. Yeah. You. Yeah. You honestly should. Because that would be. That I'm not. But like you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know you'd come with we like you'd, you'd accompany me to one of them. I'll drop you off at the train station for the other. Uh, I don't like the disrespect to someone here. That derby with Newcastle is the best there is. Uh, that was actually I was gonna say that was gonna be another one too that I wanted. I would like to see. I'd say top three in England for sure. That, that's hosting privileges there, Michael. Yeah. Hosting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, All to right, be last... fair, a lot of the other derbies have either got something in the some sort of investment, or I've either gone to see it. So. Fair enough, fair enough. Is there, um, I don't know if you can answer this one. Is there a team you hate that you have no reason to hate? Like, they're not a rival to any of your clubs. You just hate them because of whatever reason, yep. but it's yep. not because there's actual connection. Yeah, Wrexham. Uh, I fucking hate Wrexham. I fucking really? hate that team. They Before took Ryan Reynolds. Canceled they, and it has nothing to do with Ryan Reynolds at all. They okay. took Cheltenham's club captain after we just one league two they took him for like a shitty two hundred thousand dollar fee i don't even care about that but because of that and like the brazen attitude i'm like you're still in the national league shut up <laughs> i just i there's technically no reason for me to hate them because it's still football and it is what it is and it's money but i'm like that move i just can't stand that team right now and then well, they get into fifa and it's just pissed me off more well, Billy Sharp would 100% agree with you on that one. 
So um, I think what Andre's trying to say is that he hates whales and on that yeah. bombshell. <laughs> well, um, we'll start to wrap this one up. Andre, before we truly let you go, just let the listeners know a little bit. Like, what do you like to do when you're away from the microphone? Like, what are your sort of like hobbies you like to do? Like, away from the FC13 studio. So one of my big things is I'm really big into d and I love uh, having game night, stuff like that. I love bringing new people on and jumping in. We're starting up a Cyberpunk 2020 campaign real soon. So that's a lot of fun. I play music. I cook. I stream uh, at the Andre on Twitch. So there's lots of stuff there. And I, I obviously like going to, to different matches and, and, you know, going to concerts, ballets, operas, all that kind of stuff. So basically, if you see me, ask me to go do something. I'll probably say yes. And, and that's kind of what I'm all about is. That's a slippery slope, my friend. Oh, boy, is it ever. And yet I regret it every <laughs> Next time. thing you know, you're like nearly a year deep into doing a podcast with two guys <laughs> living outside of the country from you. And you know, so Andre, it works out. Sometimes just saying yes works out quite, quite well. Well, we'll, we'll leave it on that there. So, Andre, um, where can the good folks listening all across the world find you online? What's your, what's your handles, so, as the kids would on say? On Twitter, you can find me at the Andre McRae. On Instagram, Andre McRae. And on Twitch, the Andre. Keep it real simple. Just like FC13, that's where you can find us. Exactly, because we are at FC13 on Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube as well. We have a YouTube channel as well. Same thing, FC13. We keep it simple that way. You can also find any articles as well that are associated with us on the website, 13man sports. That's at 13man sports on Twitter. We have like a big close connection with them. They're basically, they're our buddies. <laughs> and, uh, they're our mommies. <laughs> yeah, however, whatever your, whatever your specific relationship is with them, we'll go with that. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, this was the last of a three part special we were, we were doing. We hope you know a little bit more about us. It may provide a bit more context as what make us tick and anything that might annoy us or might make us laugh or what we might enjoy for the season. We are looking forward to like a very spit, a very good um, soccer season for 2023. Like I said, may have already started by the time this one came out. I know the MLS starts. And the end of February, we've already seen some kits release. Some of them look good. Some of them don't look that good. Vancouver. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, it's just good to have them. The CPL season will be starting up soon too. We'll have our League One season coming up as well. Have some internationals as well, including the World Cup. And, you know, Pay the fucking women's team. Um, from us, oh, from oh, from us, I've been Paul. I'm Michael. That's me, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been Andre. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. Remember, watching and listening to the FC13 podcast. I'm going to make you say it, Paul. Let's watching football through a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>